Yo, I am finishing up the day at work. It is done. I am headed home. And, um, yeah, we were talking about preparation. Um, so I talked about physical preparation very slightly. Just get physical, do sprints, you know, get your cardio up. Be able to view that you can, um, that you work hard. You want to be seen to work hard. If you're seen that you're running for two minutes and have your hands on your knees, you are not really exhibiting working hard. You're saying that I'm lazy and haven't really prepared for this. So that's physical. The mental is a bit more complex. I talked about getting all your shit there. I talked about getting mentally prepared and improving on what you could improve upon. I think the biggest thing for me, though, is define that middle ground with your brain. Excuse me. Um, Where you are going to shoot for perfection, you're going to shoot for the best game possible, but you're not going to get it. And you're going to get yelled at, and you're going to get disagreed at the call, but the thing is that somebody's got to lose on every call. Every call, you know, so the thing is... I don't really exactly know how to explain this. It's very important to have a clear and... Sorry, got cut off there. My uh, lovely wife decided to call me. And, um, yeah, kind of had to answer that. Um, Sorry, another massive yawn. Um, Proper preparation prevents piss-poor performance. Six Ps. Proper preparation prevents piss-poor performance. Um, You're going to aim for perfection. You're not going to get it. But if you're willing to do the hard work beforehand and continue to improve, like that's the... Maybe that's what really attracts me to refereeing is that it is the art of continual improvement. You're not going to get a perfect game. You're not going to get 100% clarity on everything. So it's very important to understand the laws and to really drill down the process of what's happening at every breakdown. And if you can clarify that, if you can get that sorted early on and clarify that as time goes on and be like, all right, this is going to happen and then this is going to happen and then this is going to happen, the game gets a lot smoother and a lot easier because you're making the, the correct calls. It's as if you were like a translator and you hadn't really understood how the language was going. So you're translating and you're translating and translating and translating and you get it massively wrong. It helps to know the language. So the law is the language. It helps to understand it. And But the other aspect of preparation is you need to understand the spirit of the game. The spirit of the game it's a, it's a warrior's game. It's a hooligan's game. It's played by gentlemen, and they want to play like gentlemen. Most of them, at least. I'm not saying all of them. Um, but it is a hooligan's game, but it has that code of honor to it. You know? You have 15 gladiators going up against 15 gladiators in a very specific form of the way things go. And there are certain aspects of preparation that put this into perspective. I recall one game where it was a sevens game. So in sevens, it's all about speed, 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 speed. 
someone lying on the ground on top of the ball is going to get a penalty, if not a yellow card. So I had this one guy lying on the ground doing his, you know, fake squirm, being like, oh, sir, put his arms up. When when anyone puts their arm up, they're really not trying to get out. They're just pretending for the referee to get out, but they're lying right on top of the ball. They can feel it, you know, on their gut, and they're just like, oh, I'm going to put my arms up and pretend that, you know, it's bullshit. So this guy's lying on the ball, arms up, wiggling around, not going anywhere. And I penalize him. Just bang, whistle, roll away. Nothing to it. Team quick taps, goes on, scores a try, whatever. The guy comes up to me after the game. It might have been a halftime. He said, sir, I was stuck at the bottom of the ruck there. What do you want me to do? Now, if I don't know what I'm expecting, if I don't know the expectation that I have for the players, if I don't know what law I'm quoting, if I don't know what all these different things that require a little bit of preparation, then I'm lost. Uh, well, I didn't like the way you were lying there. No, that doesn't really fly against, you know, competitive opponents. I looked at him, I said, hey, not my problem. And I shrugged. Because the fact of the matter is, these guys are going to try to explain everything away. But we as referees, we have standards. Our job is to maintain those standards, which are in hopefully in line with the way the game is played and the respect for the game that is going on. And it's not my problem. It's not my job to figure out where you should be or how you should get away from that. No, you should not be there. Period. I'm not saying every time someone asks for an explanation, you say, not my problem. Because that's not going to fly. You know, another explanation that I had was this guy went for... um, a ruck was formed and this guy from the defending side ended up on the attacking side just flopping over I put my arm out advantage you know diving over the breakdown you know and one of his teammates gets past the other player the other attacker the defender and gets on top of the ball with perfect position perfect timing perfect everything but if his player hadn't been there lying on the ground on the other side of the ball there would have been a clear clean out and he would have lost it so he's sitting there hanging onto it, screaming, oh, he's holding on, he's holding on, he's holding on. And then, so I penalize it, and he goes with a quick tap, and I'm like, nope, it's not for you. And he blows up, sir, I was in a perfect position. I'm not penalizing you, I'm penalizing him for laying on the other side of the breakdown and stopping the clean-out. And so in that moment, I was able to direct him specifically towards... His, uh, his teammate went off on his teammate. What the fuck are you doing lying there? Why are you doing that? You stopped me from getting this clean poach and so on and so forth. But if I hadn't known what I was penalizing, if I hadn't had that preparation of understanding and explaining things, I would have been lost. I would have lost a ton of credibility. I would have gone from 100 to 50 right there in the eyes of this guy, whereas I maintained a higher level of respect, a higher level of competence, a higher level of, you know. So I think understanding the breakdown, I mean, I, I, I did the number crunching. I didn't do the number crunching. I read a report on the Six Nations one year, and I read that in an average game, they had between 180 to 300 breakdowns, something around that. It was something 
astronomically high. And on the average, they had 11 scrums. Now, I'm not very good at scrums. I will work my way through scrums, and I will try to diagnose it as, you know, the situation arises. However, I'm not very good at scrums, and I know that. Um, so I looked at it and said, do I want to focus on scrums, or do I, know, do I want to double down on the breakdowns? Because the breakdowns is the area that happens so often that if I get that really crystal clear, really sharp then the game flows a lot smoother, hell of a lot smoother than if the scrums are really bad. And the scrums never got really bad, but they got pedantic a little bit. But the breakdowns were good. So in my mind, I focus on the breakdowns. I focus on, I looked at the situation and said, where is the biggest cause of error here? And if I double down on the thing that happens 20 times more than the scrums, I think I made a right investment. So, again, this is my preparation of looking at it and saying, I want to become an expert on the breakdowns. Am I an expert? No. Am I good at it? Yes. Pretty darn good at it. And I'm able to work through those situations. And most players want a flowing game of rugby. So if you think about preparation from what the players want to see, what do the players want to see? players want to see a referee who is clean, who is trim, who is ready to work hard, who is ready to be decisive in their calls, who's ready to deal with the coaches yelling on the sidelines, whose number one goal is to keep them safe, and is not willing to really compromise. And if they're wrong, they're wrong both ways. You know, there's a joke between referees and says, hey, you were very consistent. You were consistently awful. You know, but consistency is what you're looking for. You're looking to referee the clear and the obvious. You're looking to referee the things that are right in front of you that the crowd is going, oh, you need to look at something. You know, look at it again. Um, so I, I just think it's interesting going through preparation. If you think about it that way, you think about What does the player want to see? What do they, as players who are investing their time and their energy and their money into playing this game, what do they want to see out of a referee? And are you fitting the bill? As you stand up and award that kickoff, and you say, bang, game's kicked off, time has begun, captain, we're good. Do you look the part? Are you prepared? Are you mentally all there? And... Guys, the thing is, you're going to get to a point where the game is going to be beyond you, and you're going to get a game that's outside of your skill level, and that's okay. That's going to happen to everybody, and that's that's a good situation to be in. I mean, no, you don't want to get thrown into the All Blacks game, your second game, but there is definitely a grade where you're like, I'm out of my depth, and I'm not communicating, and these players know more about this game than I do. But they're not holding a whistle. So I think the biggest thing is right there, if they're at that point, you just got to own it. Be like, hey, that's enough of that. We're going to play the game now. So I always appreciate that aspect of just being like, hey, I'm going to own my calls. I'm not going to be persuaded by these guys bitching and screaming because this is not soccer. You know, having met Nigel Owens and followed him a bit, 
He, uh, he's that guy who doesn't put up with snark. I mean, the guy's a stand-up comedian. He can dish it out any way he pleases a thousand times over and in ways that would embarrass the players. However, he's just like, hey, this is not soccer. The soccer field's over there. If you want to go play soccer and bitch about things, fine. But I'm not going to be yelled at. I am, you know, while I may not know the game as well as you, which you don't say in the game, um, I'm the person who's put in charge of refereeing this game right now. So while I I understand your perspective and I will take it into consideration and we can talk about it later, that's fine. But right now, we're going to go by my call. So in preparation, I think the in final notes of preparation, I guess, be decisive. Really just understand where you're going for. You're going for the perfect game, even though you know very well you're not going to achieve it. And when you really just kind of feel prepared, just look out for something other than that, because something other than that's going to pop up. It's the beauty of the game. You don't, you can't nail it down. You can't get everything perfect. You will fuck up, and you will not get it perfect. So perfection is the goal, but it's not really attainable. And let's just enjoy that and move in that direction. But I am home. I'm pulling in. I'll talk to you guys later.